It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Panache Shea and Ravaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Call 702-560-5520. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. And by Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, oh, yeah, Big Show Monday, KT Live, PSR Law Studios here in Las Vegas, Panache, Ravaputi, baby, the best in personal injury for a long time in SoCal. You're number five now here in the Vegas Valley, over $5 billion for their clients in verdicts and settlements the last five years. Like I said, SoCal for a long time, you're number five. They have a beautiful new office downtown, and uh, of course, they are strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future, so jot that number down. You got that 702 down for Vegas, area code-wise, 560-5520, 560-5520-PSRlaw.com. All right, KT, uh, PSR Law Studios, and a big show Monday. Mark Hoke, of course, producing. He had a big show yesterday, the Mark Hoke Show. Lots going on in the world of football, of course, right here in our backyard. Wrestling, right here in our backyard. I mean... Is there really anywhere else that the Super Bowl should be? I mean, every year. It should just be here in Vegas. Now, I know because the Raiders are here, it's a little different. But if Vegas didn't have a team, I would think Vegas would be just the perfect place. And then you kind of set it up there and give each one of the fan bases, you know, a certain amount of a lot of tickets. And, of course, the corporate gets involved. And so you don't always have a true crowd with everybody that's invested in those teams. Sometimes it's just the corporate show, and we saw a lot of that. But at the end of the day, the game started out kind of crappy, and, uh, you know, we want to see points, we want to see points, but we had the McCaffrey fumble early and another fumble, and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, man, this is not good. And people are going, KT's sweating it. KT's sweating it big time. Oh, yeah, because the only thing I said you could do is take Mahomes plus eight and over 41 and a half. If Kansas City doesn't answer, you get burned by the good old hook. That's right. It's going to end up 22 to 19, 41 points needed to go over 41 and a half. And I just kind of felt, you know what? Mahomes is good to go. And all I needed was a field goal, but I didn't want to rely on Butker because he has missed some extra points in years past, 33 yarders. He's great from 55, but 33, even closer than that, got to kind of sweat it out. It got to tie it at 22 because I wanted San Fran to win just for some buddies. And, uh, you know, I, KC had won a couple already with Mahomes. But look, as somebody that supports the silver and black state, the Raiders, I, you know, it's tough for those that grew up in the Bay Area rooting for the Oakland Raiders. It's even tougher because San Francisco's a rival up there geographically. For those that lived in L.A., not as not as big, although, you know, San Francisco, L.A., it was still that you know, beat L.A. thing and whatever. And uh, so all of that came into play. But I thought overall, it got interesting and it had you on the end of your seat. And that's truly what we want, right? I mean, overtime, who are those folks that played it? God bless you all. And I wish I would have. 11 to 1, dropped down to 9 to 1 over at the Westgate Superbook. But 
I mean, can you imagine if you had overtime? You're feeling good. I mean, right there at the end of the game, you're going like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got a C note on this. I'm going to collect 900 or 1,000 or 1,100. And uh, so a lot of fun as far as all the betting stuff. So many layers to the onion. So many things going on here in the Vegas Valley. And uh, good pal, Hondo Carpenter, award-winning sports writer. He will join me, hour number two. And he's got some news as far as Raiders camp. But we're going to get a breakdown of the game. And, you know, there were some things that went on. I mean, if you even know. I mean, if you don't follow Brian Baldinger, you should follow that guy on Instagram. He broke it down. Oh, my gosh, the Niners. If they just picked up Chris Jones in overtime on that third and six, Brandon Ayuk wide open in the end zone. Legereus Sneed had fallen down. Nobody there. Nobody within 10 yards of him. But he had to rush it because they didn't. They kind of pulled, and then nobody picked up Chris Jones. So that's why he came in on Purdy. Purdy throws it towards Jennings, but throws it out of bounds because he had to get rid of it and couldn't risk the turnover because they needed at least a field goal. But we'll get into all of this stuff. Lots going on everywhere else in the world of sports as well. And I'm going to check in with my producer, Mark Hoke, and get the skinny on what happened over there. Collision AEW right there, Dollar Loan Center on Saturday. So let's get the show rolling, baby. Now, the starting five, number one. And, of course, number one is the uh, Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. I mean, first time, won't be the last time. You can bet it will be here many, many more times. Great crowd atmosphere all over town. And that includes the suburbs because a lot of people were staying. You know, I'm over in Henderson. A lot of people were staying at Green Valley Ranch, Sunset Station. I mean, all the strip hotels, all the downtown hotels. I mean, everywhere was packed. And it was really nice to see good, harmonious crowd bases because both teams deserve to be there. And both teams are proud bases. Both have won Super Bowls. Both wear red, so sometimes... You know, unless you're looking close, you didn't know who was who until you got up close to them. Oh, Niner fan. Oh, Chiefs fan. For Raider fan, again, old school Raider fan, Bay Area Raider fan, not easy. Not easy to see these two teams play on the Raiders field. Thank goodness the Raider logo wasn't there that they could just go up and down and uh, kind of traipse on that. But overall, I thought a pretty good game and went down to the wire, which is what we want. Started out real slow, real sluggish. But again, Patrick Mahomes finds a way to get it done. And KT, he needed that last score. I didn't care if they got the field goal and tied it at 22 because then it would have been over the 41 and a half. But Mahomes finds Nicole Hardman for the game winner. We'll get into all of this, but that is definitely number one. First Super Bowl in Las Vegas and won't be the last. Number two. All right, I'm going to go right to, I know it's VGK, they're in action, but I'm not getting to them yet. UNLV men's basketball. Sure, they burned KT as far as his little selection, as far as the VEASAN contest. But you know what? When I lose like that, I don't mind losing. New Mexico, an 11-point favorite. And UNLV goes into the pit and wins big time. I mean, that is absolutely huge. I I am so impressed by Kevin Kruger getting this team together and getting them ready and knowing how that crowd was going to be just ruckus and crazy the pit it's the pit and when you beat them in the mountain west when you beat them on your home court you can bet nine times out of ten they're coming in to the pit in albuquerque with their fans and they are ready to spank you big time oh but not so fast my friend as our good buddy lee corso would say 
because the Revs were ready, wire to wire, they get the W, and again, I couldn't be happier. If I was going to lose a selection, and I lost four of the five, but if I was going to lose only one, it would have been that one. UNLV, Kevin Kruger and company taking care of business, and D-Dan Thomas. Oh, his old man played at UNLV, but he had a hell of a game. 25 points, and for the second time, he is freshman of the week in the Mountain West, and deservedly so. Rebs get the sweep over New Mexico. I'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Number three. All right, let's stay with the ladies. Now, the ladies were off, but here they are. The coach's poll was not released as far as women's basketball. Remember, they were sitting at number 25, so they shouldn't drop out. They're actually the team that has the most votes, women's AP, that's not in the top 25. Princeton rounds out the top 25, but then UNLV has 41 votes. The next closest team has 29. So they're going to be there. Lindy LaRock's got a squad. There's no question about it. And as we look at this team that sits in first place in the Mountain West, again, only dropping one of their last 33 Mountain West games. And that was to New Mexico, remember, earlier this season. Then they avenged that loss also at the pit. But Desiree Young leads this team just under 30 minutes a game. She is phenomenal. 19 points, 9.4 boards a game, a couple assists, 2.2 turnovers. You can take that with all the minutes and all the action she's getting because everything's facilitated through her. And the gal that gets her that ball, you know my daughter's name's Kiara, but Kiara Jackson. Kiara Jackson plays over 31 minutes a game, gets over 11 points, five assists a game, and four boards. Well-rounded, very, very solid, and shoots 43% behind the arc. That's impressive. That's what we want. And uh, they've got some other players as well, but Lindy LaRock doing a heck of a job. So I just want to keep an eye on the Lady Rebels as they move forward. Again, it's going to be epic down the stretch, and both the men's and women's Mountain West tournaments at Thomas and Mac, that is going to be a must-see because I couldn't tell you right now, men's, who's going to win that tournament. There's no prohibitive favorite. I mean, New Mexico, Utah State, Colorado State, San Diego State. Yeah, San Diego State will get the bid because they made it to the finals last year as far as the whole tournament. But you got to be kidding me. It's going to be wild. And the ladies' tournament's going to be wild, too, because we know New Mexico already beat the Lady Rebs. So we will keep an eye on the Lady Rebs and, of course, Kevin Kruger's running Rebs. It's going to be fun basketball in March right here in Las Vegas. Number four. All right, number four, plenty of moves going as far as uh, NFL football. Again, coaching staffs being rounded out. And, you know, we're keeping an eye on all these different moves. Well, we had a pretty big move as far as the Dallas Cowboys because Mike Zimmer is their new defensive coordinator. And we remember Zimmer as a head coach there for the Vikings. This guy's a heck of a defensive coordinator and a defensive mind. So he's going there. And uh, Mike McCarthy, couple old NFC North guys teaming up. The old Packer-Viking rivalry. Throw that to the wayside. No big deal. Let's get together and win in Big D. We'll keep an eye there. Uh, there's some other moves as well. Seahawks, by the way, uh, they went out and they kind of pilfered a little bit. They grab Ryan Grubb. Remember Ryan Grubb? He was the offensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies. He was going there to follow Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. But then the Seattle Seahawks came a call on. And so Ryan Grubb said, hey, you know what? Kalen, I love you, man. I appreciate the offer. It was great working with you. But I'm going to the NFL. And Ryan Grubb is a new offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Meanwhile, 
We also have uh, some college moves as well, and I'll get to them in just a sec. Number five. And there it is. I'll get to those because one of them concerns the Raiders. The Raiders actually had their linebackers coach, Deshaun Foster, from, uh, you know, a guy from UCLA. Well, Deshaun Foster now is the head honcho for UCLA because Chip Kelly, of course, takes that offensive coordinator job at the Ohio State University in Columbus. And so that opened up the door for Deshaun Foster to be the new head coach of the UCLA Bruins. Not going to be easy, Deshaun. It's a nice title to have. But you're going into the Big Ten. You already got to worry about Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. And now USC, Washington, Oregon, they're going as well. But with Chip Kelly leaving, there's already been an exodus outside of uh, Pasadena and Westwood. Uh, Bruins losing some players. So it's going to be tough. But Deshaun Foster behind the eight ball. But congrats on getting the opportunity. Definitely deserves it. So we'll wait and see if indeed he's able to uh, keep the Bruins afloat in their first year in the Big Ten as far as football. And that is a look at the starting five. I do want to also uh, let you know that Deion Sanders was busy getting his defensive coordinator. Cincinnati Bengals' Robert Livingston has now been named Colorado Buffalo's defensive coordinator. So uh, that's uh, something else to keep an eye on. Lots of moves, but uh, we'll see if the Colorado Buffs can shore up the defense because we know the offense is going to be able to score points but the defense really had trouble stopping anybody that had any type of offense so uh, we'll keep an eye there uh vgk in action and i do want to get your starting goaltenders are going to be for minnesota philippe gustafson and aiden hill will be between the pipes for vgk and that game will get underway a little less than an hour and uh Boy, lots, lots of stuff going on. And we don't have any guests hour number one, but hour number two, Hondo Carpenter will join us. So I got the hoaxer here, and we'll get into uh, talking about the game. And I also want to get his take on what happened over the weekend as far as wrestling, because I know there was a lot of stuff. KT didn't pay much attention to it because there were so many other things going on. And, of course, college basketball, ah, the only thing I got to get on the hoaxer. I can't even get on him because his team won. His alma mater won by two, North Dakota State, minus Three, and that was my early game, right? You always feel like if you get that first one, you got a good chance to maybe have a good day. North Dakota State, they were up by 11 with 3.58 to go. And they were still up, I want to say they were still up five or six with a minute something to go. And they end up winning by a deuce. They missed two front ends of one and ones in the last minute. Just all they have to do is make one of those free throws. And I push. But instead, they won at 81-79. Hoekster will take the win. KT will take the loss in the contest. Also lost on Kentucky. Are you kidding me? Gonzaga? Wow, that lets me feel like, because there were several others on Kentucky as well, including my good buddy Dave Deneen, who's actually in second place right now. Greg Hoops Peterson's in first. KT's right there in the middle of the pack uh, after two weeks as far as that VEASAN contest. But, uh, boy, this Kentucky team, they're hurting. I know Mitchell didn't play, but they're hurting. Big time. You lose to Gonzaga. Gonzaga is not Gonzaga of old. I mean, they're a decent team, and they're well coached. There's no question Mark Few can coach. But I'm concerned. If I'm Coach Cal or if I'm rooting for Big Blue over there, I'm really concerned because this team, after giving up 103 to Tennessee at Rupp, then they lose to Gonzaga at Rupp. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm shocked. Now, the one play I had that did win was another one of those revenge games Remember, Oregon went into Pullman earlier and knocked off Washington State. Wazoo returned the favor, 
plus three and a half. They didn't need it. They went in and beat Oregon over there at Matthew Knight Arena. Lost to New Mexico. And then eight people out of the ten were on Colorado, like KT, against Arizona. You're minus one. You're at home in the altitude. And Arizona just gets done playing a triple overtime game against Utah. They did get the W, so you figure they're going to even relax a little bit because they already got a split on the road. And Tad Boyle and company, it was close for maybe the first 10 minutes, but then Arizona started pulling away. And Colorado never got inside double digits in the second half. I mean, really, they never really made a run. And they get beat at home. So kind of bummed. I don't mind going one and four after going four and one. Has me at five and five. But yeah, when you go four and one first week, you want to go at least three and two second week, like my buddy Dave Deneen to finish up seven and three. Again, uh, Hoops Peterson is eight and two. And uh, it's another guy that's seven and three with Deneen. And then it drops down. Uh, KT's five and five. There's somebody else, I, I think two others, five and five. But. We'll get into that. We'll keep an eye on it. I'll let you know my selections each and every Friday. Got to get those into Matt Humans by 545 on Fridays before the Friday fiasco. No longer a Friday football fiasco until August again. But uh, we will keep things rolling and get you a lot of college basketball, the hockey, the NBA. We'll even touch on some experts as far as UFC because I do enjoy the UFC. How about golf? Krivsky. I mean, guy's a baseball guy, right? What's his favorite sport handicap? golf he had the guy i don't even know who the guy was he sends me some name and he goes i had and i'm like what team's that guy on like some proper it was a golf thing that went down pga he had the guy 200 to one must be nice the crib man he's making good money man telling you on those futures in golf that's like i want to say that's the fifth or sixth one he's had at 70 to one or better over the last six months pretty impressive stuff all right, we take our first break. We come back. We keep things rolling. SportsX Radio, of course, 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on that worldwide Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded it, real easy to do. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just go in there, Google Play, iTunes. You can just download the Odyssey app. It is free. It also has a great rewind feature. So you miss any part of SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson, just search it. Search Mark Hoke Show. You'll be able to go back, listen to those shows in their entirety. We are live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Well, I ain't superstitious and I don't get suspicious, but my woman is a friend of mine. And I know that it's true that all the things that I do will come back to me in my sweet time. So keep on rocking me, baby. 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 Good stuff. Steve Miller Band coming back. Mark Hoke's been in the hits here on a big show Monday. KT Live, PSR Law Studios in Las Vegas, 101.5 FMK. Don't stream it live on that Worldwide Odyssey app. And uh, just looking as far as schedule, UNLV Lady Rebs, they are home both Wednesday and Saturday. So Wednesday, Colorado State comes in. So get out there to Cox Pavilion, support Lindy LaRock and the first place Lady Rebs. And then Air Force comes to call in on Saturday. Meanwhile, the men, they will be in Fresno on Wednesday, go for a sweep of the Bulldogs. And i got to be careful up there. don't want to slip up after knocking off New Mexico at the pit. They should be able to take care of business playing the way they are. And they've won four in a row. Ladies have won five in a row, but the men four in a row. And that is big, like I said, with the sweep of New Mexico. And so at Fresno 
on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, that Silver State Series starts up with UNR coming to Colin. And so they got a good little special going on there. And I will try and get the uh, the t- start time for that. Here we go. It is because everybody's going to be able to, you know, you're talking about red, right? Niners and Kansas City Chiefs. Well, you, we got the same thing going on now over here on Saturday because you're going to get a free red T-shirt. You get in there. It is, an, it is a late game. It is Saturday. It is 8.30 p.m. It'll be on TV, but it's sponsored by America First, great credit union. I have an account over there. And uh, the Silver State Series is, of course, presented by America First Credit Union. And so it's UNLV facing Reno, UNR, and that is Saturday night. Now, we need everybody to wear their Rebel Red, and free red T-shirts are provided by AFCU on Saturday night. During the second half, 10 $100 gift cards will be dropped from the rafters, courtesy of Professional Roofing Services. So all this going on, Thomas and Mac. How about some great Saturday night, late night basketball? I mean, how cool is that going to Thomas and Mac? Look, get out there, support Kev, because Krugs was struggling with this team early, right? They got lambasted by Air Force at home, and we're like, what is that? That is like, how do you lose to Air Force by that many? It was just incredible. But now they've reeled off four in a row, and they upped the ante by sweeping New Mexico at the pit. So they need your support. Hopefully they come off a win in Fresno, have a five-game winning streak going into the game against the Wolfpack. And the Wolfpack are good. Alford's got that team playing great ball right now. That is going to be big time. And you know there are a lot of defectors, including uh, a few people that I know that went up there and uh, did their college time up there in Reno. So they're going to be wearing their little blue and silver. Let's just make sure that they look like where's Waldo, right? You'll see, like, blue and silver Every, I don't know, 500 fans, you could see one of those characters. Let's take care of business. Thomas and Mac, it's our home court. Kevin Kruger has deserved your support. Get there, support. Saturday, 8.30 game. Get in there, get your free red shirt. Otherwise, wear red. Okay, if you're back in the Rebs, wear red. And uh, you know what? Just go have fun. It's always fun rivalry games. Don't get out of control. Just make sure you have fun and enjoy the game. And sometimes it gets a little, you know, a little bit of animosity there when you see somebody with their wolf pack gear on. But there are a lot of kids that end up leaving home the nest, so to speak, and going up to Reno. It's only four, five, six hours away, whatever. But at the end of the day, sometimes you want to get out of the shadow of mom and dad. So maybe you'll go elsewhere. Still within a plane ride, a quick plane ride, or even a car ride. But want to make sure you're far enough away that you can be a college kid, right? So sometimes, you know, why I support Everybody here in the Vegas Valley giving UNLV a shot, and that makes it convenient. But sometimes you do. You want to venture away, like Mark Hoke. Mark Hoke's a Pennsylvania guy. And how the heck did you end up in Fargo there, Hoekster? Well, I was looking to go into athletic training and coaching, and I athletic training program was one of the best in the country. And NDSU is an awesome school, a great place. So off I went. There See you ya. go. There you go. Just bailed. and almost, uh, almost ended up here, though, actually. Oh, did you? UNLV had a very good athletic training program at the time, too. It was, uh, I think, I applied to uh, Penn State. It was Penn State, Slippery Rock, UNLV, and North Dakota State. And Penn State said nay? No, are you kidding me? No one said no to me. Penn State said nay, hoaxer. No. 
Well, how could you not, not go to that school then? That's a school that you loved growing up. Dude, I went when I went up to NDSU, fell in love with the place. Fell in love with it. Okay, when was it time-wise? Was it winter? Yes. Oh, really? I see. Now, that's good. I that went that there, gives me that can, feeling like you, can, you, you knew I what you were getting there, into. I went up there on December 1st. Oh, I love it. December 1st. And, and here was the really funny part. I got there on a Sunday. Right. And back then they had the blue laws up there. So no, almost nothing was open on Sunday, and it just snowed. Snow everywhere. Wow. And what, all the stores and stuff were closed. The only thing that was open is like restaurants, movie theater. And I walked up to the mall that was nearby, and everything was shut down except for the theater and a couple of restaurants. Wow. And were you staying on campus like at one of the dorms or something? No, or? no I was at a hotel. Oh, you were? Wow. Yeah. By yourself or did your parents go? <laughs> your my parents, parents did your, not your go. Your parents were like, here, here's some bus fare. Get out of here. No, my parents <laughs> actually refused to pay for the plane ticket. Wow. My grandparents paid. There you go. Because they... We're like, that's a stupid idea. You can't go there. So there you go. Yeah. Well, always good to have grandparents that kind of don't worry about your don't worry about your parents. We'll right. take we'll take care of you. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's good stuff. Because my parents suck. Yeah. We don't want to go there, but uh it's true. what it is. All right. Well, you know, I, I I think a lot of us can relate here and there, yeah. you know, different things. But uh my grandma you know, grandparents, all my, my grandparents were awesome. Yeah, grandparents are able to, you know why? They're able to spoil, because we have our first grandchild. We're able to give the child back. You don't have to have the oh, grandchild. You my, know what I mean? You my, can give them back. Now, my wife doesn't want to. Alara, our little, uh, she's about seven months. And forget it, Christy gets her, it's all over. Yeah, right? well, that's the way it goes. It is good stuff. By the way, stop complaining about my bison. No, you know, come on, man. How do you Ken, 11 point Ken, lead with 358 me, to go? I don't care if they It is what it is, man. That's why they call that, it gambling. That team has been fighting and scratching and clawing all season. You remember Grant Nelson who went down to Alabama. Now, it's an NBA prospect bailed out on him through the transfer portal. And that just pulled that, you know, they they probably would be killing everybody in the summit if Grant was there. So they've been trying to just figure out ways to win games all year long. and Yeah, well, they got buried there at Omaha, so that's why I figured they're going to take I care of business. Over, they're gonna... Lost in overtime. Yeah, I think I got it right here. Let me look. Give me a second. Give me a second. I think it was. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah right. Like... By four, right? By four, 92-88 or something. Uh, or 96-92. 96, 96, yeah. yeah, there you go. And Right, so that's why I looked. And I'm like, oh, they're going to avenge this loss for sure. And I was surprised the line was only three. So I was like, okay. They're going to cover that for sure. And then I look, and I'm paying attention. They're up nine with about seven minutes. And then they're up 11 with under four minutes. I go, all right, I got that. Yeah, don't. I'm going to give everybody, mm. give everybody a tip right now. Don't bet the Summit Tournament. Oh, no way. Don't even touch no. that tournament. You're right. That, that tournament, there's there's six teams that could win that no, tournament. You know what? Don't even you're going to find that in a lot of the tournaments. We have five of them here in our backyard. But you're going to find that in a lot of tournaments. Like right now? I, uh, you might want to take San Diego State, right, because of their experience, and some of those guys are still on the team, and Dutcher did it and got all the way to the final game last year. But I'm telling you, the Mountain West Tournament, because UNLV, when they're playing like they're playing, remember, they're going to be home at Thomas and Mack. But beating New Mexico at the pit, <clears throat> after you beat them here, that blew me away. That showed me as low as low could be, in that home loss to Air Force by 42 points or whatever it was, 
to go to the pit and win when they were looking to even the score. That just showed me, you know what? Kevin Kruger's got this team buying in now, and they've kind of figured things out after a few injuries. Lost a couple guys, but now they've got everything kind of working out. And he's got eight or nine good players. So it's going to be fun. I would not sleep on UNLV. No, that and you know this is going to be a very entertaining postseason in a lot of conferences because you know I'm, now is the time where I really start looking and seeing if there's any underdogs out there, and you know I'm going to start doing my research probably this week next week just to get ready for the NCAA tournament. But man, can this this year's a mess. I mean, even you know you're, you know, you would think you know Purdue's up there, but they're going to be vulnerable too. I mean, there's going to be teams out there that can knock them off. I, I mean, that's where I, they would probably be my favorite at this point, just because I think they're ticked. You know, they're, and you've got the experience there. I would lean towards them as my favorite to win the national championship. Yeah, but, I know it's tough to get a team to repeat, but UConn's pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, that's your. They got, they got, a, they got a bunch of the, experience those back are, too. Those are your two, probably your top two, but I can, I can see anybody in the top maybe 12, 13 teams at least winning this thing. And then we saw what happened last year too. It just it was a disaster. But yeah, it's it's going to be a great tournament this year. I don't know. I don't know how much I'd really want to be betting on the NCAA tournament. I don't even want to fill out a bracket. Oh, how about this in the contest? I mean, no, this is against the spread. But I have to put in twelve plays for that first Thursday Friday. <laughs> twelve freaking plays. So that's why I'm not too worried. Ken, I'm three games out of first, but I'm not what, worried yet. You know, you know what we should do? Let's get a dartboard. No. No. Can't do that. Yeah, you can. Well, I could, but I'm not going to do. I'll that. tell you what we'll do. I can't. I'll, I'll tell you. I've got to go with what got me there, and let's, that's let's, doing all the homework. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. You you make your picks, right? And you do the dartboard, and and we'll get a dartboard in here. And we'll see who does better. We'll video this, and nice. and and I'll we'll, we'll right. put the dartboard up. Okay, and and I'll throw the darts, and I'll I'll pick twelve. How teams. good are you in darts? Oh, Ken, it's not going to matter. I'll do no, it. I'll do it blindfolded. How, how, how good are you in darts? I'm okay. I mean, I haven't thrown for a while, but I'll... no, I haven't thrown in a while. But are you but, are you but, somebody that played? A little bit. You know, a little three hundred one double in double out. Yeah, but okay. it doesn't matter. So I, I'm just for future. I, I'm reference. not going to care. I'm just going to. Gonna, I'm just going to. I'm not going to be looking. I'll just throw twelve darts, see if I hit, and see if I beat you. Okay, for one dollar. I like it. By the way, you would have had the Mahomes MVP, right? I did. You had several that you gave out. I know, but the questions I asked you, you were on it. Yeah, I, I, and the under. Now here's a crazy thing: the under because the total stayed steady at forty-seven and a half all the way to game day, and then it went down to forty-seven at some places and forty-six and a half. So I was. And so how about at I the mean, time I was right? Yeah, you, you were definitely right. And not only that, you could have actually middled it. I mean, now for me again, the teaser. I have KC plus eight. They were down ten nothing once, so I was trailing, and then I'm sweating it out. I'm like, this is terrible. I, it's ten three at half. I go, I need something. Big, I need these teams to start scoring. And then that that missed extra point, I didn't think of it as bad. I was like, oh, that leaves the door open. So if KC gets, they could go into overtime. And then the new rules in overtime. And San Francisco, their players saying, we didn't know the rules. We didn't know because regular season, what is it? Team can get the possession. If they come down and they only get a field goal, the other team has a chance to answer. If the team that got the kickoff in overtime scored a touchdown, game was over, but not in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl was both teams get a possession, 
And when San Francisco decided to take the ball, KC said that if we scored a touchdown after they scored a touchdown and kicked an extra point, we were going to go for two. Yeah, and that's a good decision. Absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody's really nitpicking this game. And I don't see why. I mean, the game was, you know, were there a couple, you know, you had a couple turnovers and stuff, but honest to God, Ken, these two teams just played their guts out. I, there weren't very, there were very, very few things that I would say, oh, this was an egregious mistake that either the coaching staffs made or the players made. I mean, the, the ball that kicked off the, the 49ers heel. I mean, what's he going to do about that? You know, that's, that's not something that, you know, he, he tried to do or right. he could have avoided. It's just I mean, bad break. Bad yeah, break. It, was a, it was a terrible break. I mean, and you the, knew Mahomes was going to cash in right away. You yeah. Know. And, and I just, you know, it was a very well played game. And there's, you know, both those teams, there's a ton of talent on both sides of the football. And, See, and you were you were with the sharp guys, my buddies like Chuck Edel and uh, Rufus Peabody. I mean, these guys were on the under. They were like, this is going to be a lower-scoring game. I didn't think so just because it was indoors. And I, I because San Francisco's defense really looked porous against the run, so I thought Pacheco might have a bigger game. But they looked bad against Green Bay. They looked bad against Detroit, especially in the first half when they gave up 148 yards on 21 carries. And I was just like, they're going to be in trouble, you know, if Pacheco gets going. But I will say this, after that fumble by McCaffrey and then the other fumble, I mean, next thing you know, you had two fumbles early, and the over-under on fumbles was one and a half, so you start seeing all these props. But I was like, oh, it's going to be a low-scoring game because that's a potential 14 points taken off the board. And so I'm thinking under. Now, for those that followed KT and did the old KC plus eight over 41 and a half, you have to be working. So I'm thinking – once San Francisco's held to that field goal in overtime, and again, if you see the way that they end up being stuck with the field goal, again, Brian Baldinger on Instagram, if you follow him, he'll show you how Legereus Sneed falls down, and you'll see Ayuk running in the end zone with nobody near him. But Purdy, because the line kind of rotated, and then Purdy went back the other way, and all of a sudden Chris Jones and another defender are coming right at him. That's why he threw the ball. And Jennings, by the way, was open. And Jennings might have had his second touchdown. Yeah, great, great. Or, or I'm great sorry, he would have had ball. one. Yeah, he would have had one receiving, throwing, and, oh, no, he had an, uh, yeah, he had the other one uh, receiving, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he would have had two receiving. Yeah, I mean, he could have been the MVP. Oh. I don't know how high he was, but he was high. Yeah. I mean, and, as far as uh, odds. And that's the thing. You, you can sit there and say, oh, you know, that guy was wide open. But – at the same time, you know, and that's what I was I was talking about leading up to the game and at some points in the season. You know, teams, it's not like the other team isn't doing things to counter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the the KC caught a really nice stunt right there. You know, they they know it's the other side knows has a pretty good idea what's coming too. You know, they have two weeks to study. They got Spagnuolo, Spagnuolo we know, is an outstanding coordinator. Yeah, so I mean, for wherever he's been, that guy in a big game, he's one of my top three defense coordinators that I would have call a game for me. Right, so he's got 20 games of film to look at. He's got a – if he may, maybe they put a new wrinkle in, but generally he's got a pretty good idea of what's coming. So, you know, a fantastic call there at the end of the game. Fantastic call on his part. I mean, Purdy had no hope. So I need a I need KC now. After San Fran kicks the field goal, Moody gets the field goal. So it's twenty two nineteen. And so for all you folks that think 
like KT said, I looked at my squares and I'm like, oh my god, two. And here, I, I just missed it. I had two and one and two and some. Anyway, I'll take a break. We'll get back to that. Uh, but we'll get into the squares because two and five. Who'd have thunk that that would be your final score? And I'm telling you, I mean, a lot of money was won with the numbers five and two. KC winning at 25-22. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, Don streaming live on that Odyssey app. Quick short break, come back, wrap up hour number one. Hondo Carpenter joins us hour number two, live PSR Law Studios in Las Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio, produced by Mark Hope. at work as we wrap up hour number one kt at work right here i'm actually uh, watching the super bowl back on the nfl network so it's up there paying attention uh like i did yesterday but i didn't really pay attention to the commercials didn't pay attention to the uh you know the halftime show you know my wife was all into that stuff and uh, not, not really you know i'm just uh hanging out with some people talking and and uh, having a good time and you know of course got to see my daughter which was always great when she's got uh, Super Bowl Sunday off because she worked a morning shift, so that was good, and uh, enjoyed the game. I, you know, overall I had to sweat it out with the uh, the play that I gave out, but I did hit on a couple of the props that I gave you. How about over two and a half as far as uh, guys that are going to throw the football? Listen to you, Snuggy Bear. Come on, man, that was man, good. Man, that as soon, was as nice. Soon as, soon as Jennings threw that, man, that was cool. Man. Oh, you were probably dancing. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, because that was plus money. It was plus one thirty, so that was cool. And then. Uh, there were, there were a couple other. Oh, the first score of the game. What I say? Touched, I mean, field goal or safety? Moody kicks that field goal. There it is. Took a while for somebody to score, but then it was a field goal, so that was key. And I uh, got plus money there as well. Uh, See, now I didn't, go, I didn't go against the old, will there be three scores in a row by one team, which you have to actually lay juice on that. And I used to think when I first got here, I go, that's, that's, come on, man. When does that? And then you find out that it happens almost all the time, and it did happen. Casey scored three straight times. By the way, who was closest to the score out of everybody? Hondo Carpenter. 24-23 is what he did. Oh, he beat me out by it. And he got the total exactly right. Wow. Can you did believe he? that? All yeah, right. 24-23 is what he said on the show. Wow. Because I had 23-20. Yeah, you were good. You were good. I had 23-20. 24-23, KC, he said. 24-23, KC. He said he'd like to see Sam Fran win, but until you beat the man... You can't be going all Ric Flair on me over there. You, you know what? There you go. Can you put that on when he comes on? We'll throw the little Ric Flair on there. There you go, the hoaxer. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that for him. You are. He's a good guy. Hondo's awesome. By the way, your Flyers just came up with three goals in the third period. They were losing to the Coyotes who, from Arizona, who of course had dropped five in a row, and it was three-two Zona third period. But the Flyers come up with a three-spot and beat them five-three. Rangers shut out the Flames 2 nothing. That short circuits a Calgary four-game winning streak. And the Devils beat the Kraken in Jersey 3-1. to So for the uh, Atlantic over there, a good little night there and a bad night for the teams from the West Coast. But that's good for the Golden Knights. Now the Golden Knights have the only remaining game. They're playing the Minnesota Wild. Chris Wynn will be there. Uh, Chris Golick, my buddy, will be there as well. And those guys will be uh, keeping us... Uh, busy as far as uh, potentially, nah, I, I don't think I'm going to have a chance to get those guys interview-wise, but uh, 
They're going to be over there enjoying the game. Hopefully, the Golden Knights can take care of business. They're eight games behind, Van- eight points behind Vancouver now, but Vancouver played a couple games since the Knights played their last game because everything going on in Vegas, uh, VGK didn't have a game. So uh, VGK minus 150 against Minnesota tonight against the Wild. So we will see, but it is not flurry in between the pipes any longer like we anticipated earlier in the year when Flurry came back here. Instead, it's Gustafson going for the Wild and Aiden Hill in between the pipes for VGK. By the way, Ken, you know why the uh, Golden Knights are going to have some trouble now? They got a new guy on the injured list. Did you hear about this? I did not. Chance, the mascot. No. He decided that he was going to go out at AEW Collision on Saturday night with a tag team known as the Outrunners to take on Brian Cage, rather large dude. And Brian Cage beat the Outrunners. And then he started trying to do Prince Nana Cage's manager's dance. And then that didn't go so well. And Brian Cage destroyed Chance. Oh, no. So Chance is on the, uh, on the IL. Wow. And well-deserved, by the way. Now, if that would have been Gritty, the Flyers mascot, wouldn't happen. But Gritty would have come out with Cage because he's smart. You're really endearing yourself to the uh, VGK fans. Hey, you know what? If you're going to come out against Brian Cage, not not a good decision on Chance's part. Very bad call. He took a chance. Yeah, a very bad one. Come on, Chance. Think. Well, I think who's better than Cage? No one. Dimwit. All right, well, we will, uh, we will check in with what went on over at Dollar Loan Center after uh, I speak with Hondo Carpenter, hour number two. Real quick, just a light schedule, college basketball. And again, the, uh, the men's top 25, UConn still on top, Purdue number two. And how about Zach Eady even made a three-pointer on Saturday as they rolled over Indiana, beat up on the Hoosiers. Houston's three, Marquette's jumped up to number four. Arizona, got to give them credit. They're number five, but they got that triple OT win in Salt Lake City against undefeated Utah at home and then beat Tad Boyle's Colorado Buffaloes, beat them like a drum. Kansas, number six, but they're getting beat right now by nine, end of the first half, 37-28 against Texas Tech. Tech was up by 14, so we'll keep an eye on that. Never count out Bill Self's team. Uh, North Carolina, seven. Rick Barnes in Tennessee, number eight. Duke got a win tonight, 77-69 at home in Durham. They cover it late. They were minus seven. They win by eight. Total 156.5, never got close, hit 146. Iowa State, how about T.J. Otzelberger sitting at 18-5, and five, rounding out the top 10. South Carolina, 21-3. and three. The Gamecocks are up to number 11. They were picked to come, I think, like dead last or next to last in the <coughs> SEC. So, great job there. Uh, Gamecocks, 21-3. and three. Baylor at number 12. Auburn, 13. And they got tattooed pretty good on Saturday. And I should have gone against them. I, I don't know why. They were coming off that win against Alabama. And I should have known, but they got beat up pretty good. Uh, Illinois 14, Alabama's 15, Dayton 16, Creighton 17, St. Mary's 18. Now, uh, remember, Creighton 17, UNLV beat them here at Dollar Loan Center. St. Mary's 18, and UNLV lost to them at the buzzer in Phoenix on a neutral court. Wisconsin's number 20. They've dropped four in a row. Virginia 21, Kentucky 22, Indiana State, first time since 1979. Larry Bird's alma mater in the top 25. FAU in Oklahoma round out the top 25. Our number one in the book, SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. AUDACY coming back with Hondo Carpenter. Keep it right here. You're listening to SportsX Radio.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Panache and Ravaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Call 702-560-5520. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. And by Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. All right, final segment of the show later this hour. I will update you on some of the props that Mark Hoke gave his opinion on on Friday, on the Friday football fiasco. We're going to get with Hondo Carpenter, our guest, in just a sec. Let me update a couple things. First off, of course, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, KT always at PSR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Panache, Shea, Ravaputi, best in personal injury, 560-5520. Best in personal injury, 560-5520. Jot that down for future reference. Now, uh, like I told you, limited schedule as far as college basketball, and uh, I gave you a couple of those scores. Duke got the win by eight, laying seven, 77-69 game state under. TCU destroying West Virginia in Fort Worth, 77-57, only 316 left. Now, now make it 304. 304 left, TCU minus 13, up by 20, 152. Your total only sitting at 134. Towson at the half leading Elon. So the Tigers over the fighting Phoenix, 35-25, 133 was the total there, and Towson was favored by 10. They're up 10 at halftime, and Texas Tech up 9 on Kansas at intermission in Lubbock, minus 3. The Red Raiders, 143, your total. Game sitting at 65 at the half. Meanwhile, add-on games, plenty of them. Not going to really get into any of those right now. Uh, Plenty of action for tomorrow on some good games, so I'll get into that final segment. Now, on the ice, three games are final. Rangers get the shutout. At home, two to nothing over Calgary. So that short circuits a four-game winning streak for Calgary. Three to one, Jersey beat Seattle, and five-three Philly with three goals in the third period erase a three-two deficit and hand Arizona their sixth straight loss. Minnesota and Vegas coming up. Fortress T-Mobile, VGK minus one fifty, five and a half your total. Shade it minus one twenty. So that means you have to lay one hundred twenty to win a hundred at the Westgate Superbook. If you uh, play over five and a half goals, you play under, you'll get plus money back. So that's the way that works there. We try to explain that to you just in case you want to dabble in. And, of course, so many great people I got to meet uh, that were in town for the game. And some are staying through. Uh, A lot of them need that Monday travel day. And some need it just to uh, recover from all the partying that they did. Now, KT was mild and did not party and uh, just kind of took everything in. But hanging out with some really good people and always enjoy Las Vegas. And nobody puts on a big event like the Vegas Valley. And we'll get Hondo Carpenter to weigh in on that as well. Four finals from the NBA. Hornets 111-102 beat the Pacers 123-121. How about Hoekster? His Sixers came up big in Cleveland as 11-point dogs and win by two without Embiid. 231 and a half your total game gets over. Spurs, they win north of the border. Six-point dogs, they beat the Raptors 122-99. to It's the association. You never know who's going to show up. And the Bulls did win in Atlanta. They were five-point dogs. And the guys from the Windy City get it done 136-126 in a game that goes over the 240. Rockets lead the Knicks right now. Fourth quarter just underway. Low-scoring game, 76-71. Houston up on top of the Knicks, who have dropped two in a row. Bucks up 181 at home against Denver. 453 left in the fourth quarter. Nuggets, my goodness, getting beat up good. Pelicans lead the Grizz. Grizz could lose nine straight if they lose this one. 509 to go. FedEx 4-4. 
Forum uh, over there in Memphis, 90 to 81. New Orleans on top. Wizards lead the Mavs in Big D. They're 11 and a half point dogs. They're up seven. 359 to go third quarter. Washington 81-74. By the way, looks like uh, the Wizards and the Capitals may not be moving to Virginia after all. Touch on that tomorrow as well. And the Warriors lead the Jazz 63-55 to at the half up in Utah. One game left to go. It's the Clippers at home in L.A. against the T-Wolves. L.A. minus 5, 224 is your total. So we'll keep an eye on the stuff rolling. But right now, welcome in one of the best. And nobody came closer that I know. I didn't see anybody else have the exact score. Because who the hell is going to pick 25-22, right? Because you know when you got those squares, all of you that were all got your boards out, and I know I had mine. I had several different ones, one back in Jersey, my nephew, and, and then there's Steiners, and three different boards at Steiners, and all these squares. SportsX Michelle, my sister, and what are we looking for? We're looking for three and seven and zero. And then you can make a case for a four, 34, and a one, 34, 31, 21, 14, something, right? You look and you see two and five. You're like, ah, loser. Okay, great. And especially if you had somebody pick your numbers, then you're like, thanks a lot. You know, like, great. And how about it? The final score, 25, 22. Just crazy. You can't make this stuff up, but it happens. And so that's why there's a lot of chance. Uh, involved as far as those squares. But let's welcome in Hondo Carpenter because he picked on Friday, on the Friday football fiasco. I said, Hondo, give me a score. Give me the Hondo Carpenter score. Uh, Ken, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man, a little Ric Flair stuff, and then uh, 24-23 because Mahomes and company will take care of business. He goes, I wouldn't mind seeing San Fran win, but I think uh, KC, 24-23. How about 47 points, 25-22 the final score, 47 points. Hondo, you can't do any better unless you hit it right on the nose. That is fantastic. And uh, we now, here at SportsX Radio, have come to expect nothing less from the great Hondo Carpenter. Well, first of all, thank you. That's very kind. And, you know, I told your producer that even a clock without a battery is right twice a, <laughs> twice a day. But it was, ended up being a really good year for me. I had predicted San Francisco and, um, and the Chiefs in the game, and I had predicted uh, – the Chiefs to win it at the beginning of the year. So it ended up being a pretty good year for me. So I've had a couple of those here in the last few. So thank God, and hopefully we can repeat it in 2024. Yeah, but did you uh, predict that the Chiefs would have their Super Bowl parade set for Valentine's Day? My goodness, with all the red, are you kidding me? And Taylor Swift's lipstick, I don't know if she'll be there, but I mean, are you kidding me? That's uh, pretty unbelievable that it falls on Valentine's Day. They're going to set it up for Wednesday, so... Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some marriage proposals, stuff that we usually see here in Vegas, but it's going to be big time over there in Kansas City for another parade. And look, I've got, you know, even though they're a rival, the Raiders, I really have nothing against this Kansas City team. I mean, they're fun to watch. They they couldn't play more listless offensively than they did in the first half, and somehow they were still right there in striking distance when they get that late field goal, 10-3. to yeah, and you know, again, it goes back to learning how to be champions and then learning how to remain champions. I told your audience a few weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week, about Tom Izzo saying the hardest thing is about guys learning how to win. I'll tell you a great story about Tom, the Hall of Fame coach at Michigan State, dear friend of mine. He was talking to a football coach who had had some great success. And the coach had come to him for advice, and he said to the guy, now you have the next hurdle, which is even bigger than teaching your guys how to win. And the guy goes, what's that? He said, teaching them how to continue to prepare to win 
once they've already done it because human nature is to relax. I reach the top of the summit. Now, no one over Tom Izzo's career, including Mike Krzyzewski, has been to more Final Fours. And I've had a front row seat because of my friendship with him for a long time, watching how he does it. And as you watched, you know, that's what Kansas City did. They 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 dug deeper. Now, obviously, they're not giving the Super Bowl back, and I don't think they should. But anyone that watched that game objectively, who isn't a fan, just being an analyst, which is where I operate, that game, San Francisco lost more than Kansas City won because they, they're they still learning how to get over that hump. They're still learning how to get over that 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 winning mentality. And Kansas City's not only gotten past that hump, they're now learning how to live at the hump of maintaining being a winner. And so as Kansas City wins that one, it's like that John Wayne adage I mentioned on your show on Friday night, the young bull and the big bull. And he said, listen, the young bull's bigger, faster, stronger, but he's going to lose because he's, you know, and hasn't had as many fights and doesn't know how to win. I had an interesting conversation once um, with Larry Holmes, the great heavyweight fighter. And he talked about that one thing that made him better was as his career went on, he learned how to fight and he learned how to box more than fighting. I thought that was, it was just one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had with any athlete. And I think you see that now with Kansas City. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I think there are some serious cracks in the Kansas City armor. If I have time, I'll go into those if you want me to, or we can do it at another time as we look ahead to 2024. But I think there are some serious cracks that anyone who was watching closely would have seen that I think is going to hamper them in repeating next year. Wow, there you go. Because, of course, that's what they talk about now, the three-peat. And you were on it. Again, uh-huh. you had San Francisco KC getting there. And, I mean, perfect. I mean, that's uh, top of the line. I mean, you do your homework, and it's not easy. I mean, people say, oh, KC and San Fran, we know they're going to be good. But still, to call that exact matchup and get it, because, yes, KC's the defending champions. So everybody's gunning for them. And you're right. You talked about it Friday. said they really didn't look that good during the regular season. But the team that you saw the last two playoff games – look to be the team that you thought would have an opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, if I'm sitting there tonight and I have friends in the San Francisco organization, I have friends who are part of the staff there and part, I mean, management staff and who play on the team. I was texting with one of my friends who plays on the team uh, earlier today. If they're sitting there today, their frustration is, you know, it is one thing to lose a basketball game or to lose a football game or a hockey game or a baseball game to a better team. There's no shame in that, but there, there is, it, it is very hard to digest when you lose a game that you should have won. Those are the worst. And they are struggling today, be, not because they're sore losers. They're struggling today because they should have won that football game. That was the better football team. But at the end of the day, you saw one team win because they knew how to win. Now, there's dangers for both teams here. There are dangers because there's going to be some people clamoring, you can't win with Brock Purdy, Okay, I, which I disagree with, by the way. But if you're going to say you can't win with Brock Purdy, then you want to go pay a, you know, a Kirk Cousins 40 or 45 or 50 million, then you know you're going to have to cut because – Purdy 
has, you know, 75% of the roster makes more than him. And the reason they're able to have the roster they have is they're paying him an, a UDFA, you know, minimum deal. So if you're going to go pay Kirk Cousins 40 or $45 million, that's fine. But you're, who are you going to get rid of? You're going to have to get rid of a bunch of people to accommodate that salary. So do they listen to critics who have never done it, like Theodore Roosevelt's man in the arena? Or do they say, listen, we're close. Now, I'll give you a great story that you'll appreciate. Years ago, the Boston Celtics and the Las Vegas and the Los Angeles Lakers were the two greatest teams in the NBA, Magic and Bird. And along comes a young guy named Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boys, and they just could not get over the hump. And they and after they didn't blow the thing up, they Chuck Daly just kept teaching them how to win. They kept adding pieces. Mark Aguirre was one. Adrian Dantley. They just kept adding John Sally. They kept adding pieces till they got over the hump. And when they reached the pinnacle of the mountain, there was a young kid from North Carolina by the name of Michael Jordan who was trying to turn the Bulls into something. And I remember the, all the talk was, who's this kid think he is with his shoes and all that? And the Bulls never once blew it up. They never blew it up. They just kept getting better. And I'll never forget this. Michael Jordan, he talked about this in a, in a series that he did. Uh, for ESPN, but he had actually mentioned it to me prior before that series that he just went back as soon as the season ended. I think it was the second time they lost to the Pistons. uh, And he said he went the next morning and started working out in the weight room and knew, okay, I've got to get bigger, faster, stronger. There is a tendency sometimes in our world where everything is your way right away, right now, to say it's not working, blow it up. How many divorces do we see over marriages that could have been saved because people are like, well, we reached a rough spot. Let's quit. And championships are not won with quitters. And I think if you're San Francisco, you you toe the line, you understand what Purdy brings you, what he doesn't bring you. You add a couple pieces. And I think if they do that and they handle it that way, they'll be right back here next year. And it's part of the learning how to win process, like Jordan beating the Pistons and the Pistons beating the Lakers. But I think there are other dangers now that are facing the Chiefs. And a couple of them, you saw Travis Kelsey throw his helmet on Christmas when the Raiders pounded him. You saw him acting like a fool with Andy Reid last night. Um, you know, I, he's, he does not handle the pressure well. And that's something that is going to be fascinating. Are they able to handle the pressure of being on top? But something happened last night. That as I was sitting there in my in my chair, I wrote myself a note that it could be the end of the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey gets up there, and he did not have a great game. And he acted a fool, and the pressure was on him. And he instantly, in a party atmosphere, starts talking about three-peats. I will never forget my father once taught me, don't let your tongue write checks your body can't cash. He didn't have a good game. And he's clearly struggling under the pressure. If other people would have wanted to get up there and bring up the three-peat, like an Andy Reid or a Patrick Mahomes, I'm okay with that. I'm not with with Travis Kelsey. I'm not with him at all. And I think that that's a crack in the armor. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how this team handles pressure because they're everyone. Now they've laid the gauntlet down. 
You know, the, the talk of dynasties out there, they're the ones talking about three-peat. You know, it's one thing for everyone else to be talking about it. It's another when it's you because you now set the pressure. And I, I have watched that firsthand in all my years in, in media and watching sports. I think that they just applied so much pressure to themselves that, again, this could potentially be the end of the of the Chiefs. Wow, listen to that. Hondo Carpenter. And uh, I want to... I was going to say prophetic words, though, Hondo, because anybody that gives a score 24-23 and it ends up 25-22, you're like E.F. Hutton, man. I'm listening, man. In fact, I'm going to go this much farther. I believe that to be the man, you have to beat the man. And so every year I will always pick the Super Bowl champion, usually unless there's big losses or whatever. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to predict on your show, Kansas City won't win the Super Bowl next year. And to the best of my record, I've only done that one other time. And uh, But I'll say it right now. I'm not saying they won't get there, but they're not going to win it. Um, you saw the team didn't perform well this year. You saw you know, some cracks in the armor with Travis Kelsey. That three pre-pressure to me, That had they not said that, I, I, I probably, I, I don't know if I would have or not, but I, I would have been leaning towards them winning it. But that pressure they just put on themselves, Every single person on that team, every fan's going to be talking about it. There's going to be blogs. There's going to be people calling in for the next six months. They're going to have themselves reminded. And one thing that I'll, I'll Tom is, I keep going back to Tom, but I learned so much from him, used to say about learning how to win is that when that pressure is on, very few people want the ball. I'll never forget this one time. This was this was a fascinating experience for me. Um, when I was sitting with a particular individual, a very well-known person, and I asked him about his success at the end of games, and he said to me, other people didn't want the ball. Somebody had to shoot it. And when you dial up the pressure, there are a lot of people who don't want that, and so they'll hand the ball off. Michael Jordan's greatest quality, and he told me this, by the way, is his greatest quality was not that he was the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA. It wasn't that he was the greatest passer or the greatest defender. But he was always the one willing to guard the other team's best player. He was always the one willing to take the shot. And he was always the one willing to do what nobody else wanted to do. He wasn't the best at it. He was just the one willing to do it. And as that pressure gets ratcheted up, and all of a sudden Kansas City starts getting closer, they're going to feel the pressure because they're the ones that brought it up. This isn't like Nick Saban and the rat poisoning that comes from the media. The Kansas City Chiefs opened up a bottle of rat poison, and they swallowed it, and they fed it to themselves. There's no one to blame but themselves, and I think the target's on them. And I'll just say it right here for the first time on your show, I don't believe they'll win next year. That is great stuff from Hondo Carpenter, and we will take a break and come back and continue talking about the Super Bowl, Kansas City, San Francisco, what went right, what went wrong, and, uh, of course, using that Michael Jordan analogy. And you think, you know, as great a player as he was, and, of course, me being a Knicks fan, suffering through so many losses to the great Michael Jordan. But one thing that he also did was put confidence in guys when that shot, that big shot was coming to them, and he wasn't afraid to give that ball up, where I think Kobe Bryant, 
look, I love Kobe, but he's okay one-on-two. He's like, I'll still make it. Where Jordan would find Paxson or Kerr for that big game-winning shot. And they felt like, gosh, if Mike thinks I can knock it down, I better knock it down. And they didn't even hesitate, and they both stroked uh, big shots in those uh, bowl championship years. We'll talk more about that as we uh, continue on a big show Monday. It is SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app. We'll touch on Dre Greenlaw, and of course, uh, he tore his Achilles early second quarter. How much did that affect the Niners psychologically and also on defense? We'll get the breakdown from Hondo Carpenter as we keep him here. Award-winning writer, Sports, uh, Sports Illustrated, and of course, covers the Raiders. Last five years, does a great job, does an insider podcast and does another podcast as well with his son, Dexter. We'll talk about all of that as we continue our number two, SportsX Radio. And, of course, uh, if you miss any part of the show, do not forget to follow on X at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. I will have the uh, archive pinned right there about 45 minutes after the broadcast. Or you can just download that free Odyssey app and use the rewind feature. Also, on X, follow Hondo Carpenter just the way it is, at Hondo Carpenter, at Mark Hoke Show. You can follow Mark as well, my great producer. And again, the host of the Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, the best in professional wrestling. We're live from Vegas. We're coming right back. Bamba, but that is not the Richie Valens version. That is Los Lobos. Another good, solid group KT enjoys. Mark Hoke's been in the hits here on a big show Monday. Rockets lead the Knicks 101-99-127 left. Bucks did finish off the Nuggets 112-95. Win cover. Game stays under and also a dead under with the Pelicans handing Memphis their ninth straight loss. 96-87 the final at the FedEx Forum. Minus nine and a half. They win it by nine. So if you had the Grizz, you get it by the hook. 93-84, Wiz lead in Dallas, 9.29 to go fourth quarter. Warriors up 12 at Utah, 6.58 to go third quarter, 72-60. And again, T-Wolves at Clippers, Clips minus 5, 2.24 coming up in about an hour. Uh, Towson, 42-28, now 16 minutes to go leads Elon. And Texas Tech up 18 on Bill Self in Kansas, 51-33, 14.38 to go. Lubbock gave you the... Uh, Duke 77-69 over Wake Forest. TCU did get the win and the cover, minus the Baker's dozen. They win at 81-65 in Fort Worth against West Virginia. And uh, that game's staying under the total. And then the hockey games right now, Vegas got an early goal. VGK 1-0. They lead Minnesota. That's the last of four games. Rangers shut out Calgary 2-0. Jersey beat Seattle 3-1. And 5-3 Philly knocked off Arizona. Those are four games on the ice. Back with Hondo Carpenter. Uh, who's just just so much fun to talk to. And I'll tell you what, Hondo, after Friday, again, there were three guys that I respect them all. Uh, they all work in the sports industry, and they're listening. And they go, man, I love Hondo Carpenter, man, that guy. Because you're awesome, man. I mean, you really do. You take your time, and everything is just well thought out. And it's the way you write your articles. It's the way you do your podcast. And guest appearances our old hat for you, but they're great for my audience. And I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you here on SportsX Radio and, of course, on that Worldwide Odyssey app. Hondo, the uh, loss of Dre Greenlaw early second quarter. And as you get up in age, I mean, I'm just talking, you know, once you push over 30, if you're an athlete and then, of course, uh, you know, you get KT's age or Hondo's age, you got to be careful because you could rupture that Achilles at any time. And it was a fluke thing. Dre Greenlaw, his leg gave out. 9.56 to go or 9.26 to go second quarter. 
Next thing you know, he's down and he's out. They take him away on the court, on the cart, and of course it uh, comes back that it, it was a torn Achilles tendon. How big a loss was that psychologically? Because all of a sudden, uh, here's a guy that's got 120 tackles during the regular season, second on the team behind Warner, but they rely on those linebackers. Those two guys are, you know, they're the leaders on the defense outside of Nick Bosa, of course, on the line. We know Armstead's pretty good. But, I mean, that linebacking core, that's where the majority of the tackles are made. And to lose somebody like Greenlaw with still almost three-quarters of the football game to go, and it turns out more because we had the extra session, how big a loss was that? Well, I'm going to say it to you this way. I think it was a big loss, but I don't think it had any bearing on them losing the game. Okay. I mean, Greenlaw wasn't the one fumbling. He wasn't the one making stupid penalties. And he wasn't the one that allowed the Chiefs to hang around to all of a sudden all the pressure came over on the, on the 49ers and the Chiefs were able to pull away. So was it a loss? Absolutely. But there were losses on the other side of the football, too. And, you know, the, the San Francisco lost that football game. Now, I, to me, it makes no sense the criticism that Kyle Shanahan is taking today. The only thing that I'm critical of, there are only two things that I'm critical of of Kyle Shanahan in that game. There was a moment when they were running the football and they got too pass happy. But that's when you saw him correct his offensive coordinator and say, get back to running the football, and they did. So I mean, you can't really blame him for that. <clears throat> Maybe he should have had his offensive coordinator earlier go back to running the football, but that's one. The other is he's down inside the 10-yard line with the football in overtime and a touchdown puts it, to, puts it and ends it. You're going against the defending world champions, the greatest head coach in the NFL in Andy Reid, the best quarterback, and you are less than 10 yards away on fourth down, you don't kick the field goal. Because even if you kick the field goal, you know they're going to come score a touchdown. So if you say, well, yeah, but you kick a field goal, you allow Kansas City to win the field goal. Kansas City's going to score a touchdown. That's who they are. I said it in the stands at the time. So the only mistake, the only blurry mistake he made is I would have gone into that. <clears throat> when I got in down inside in the red zone, I would have gone to four down territory, and I'd play to win the football game. You're, you know, you're, you're the guy who's trying to get the Super Bowl. You're the ones trying to beat man. So you know what? You got to take those risks, and that's the only thing. Dan Campbell would have done that in Detroit. Um, and I'll go a step further. I know that that San Francisco beat them. I get it, <clears throat> but they didn't play as well uh, yesterday as they get against Detroit. Had that been Detroit in that game, I think they would have won it. And that's not a slam on San Francisco. That just tells you I think they played very poorly in yesterday's game. And I don't think Greenlaw had any reason to do with why they lost. Hondo Carpenter, our guest, SportsX Radio on a big show Monday. And uh, Dre Greenlaw, of course, tearing that Achilles. So he goes out. And you're right, Kansas City, they hung around. They hung around. They hung around. And they were always within striking distance. Compare Joe Montana to Patrick Mahomes. Is there a comparison yet? I mean, because people are talking about Patrick Mahomes as being that guy, being the GOAT, and we watched that team struggle like they did. But yet, I felt like you did when Kansas City got that ball in overtime and needed a touchdown. I felt like Mahomes was going to be the guy that was going to take them down there and get at least a game-tying field goal. And then he called his own number on that fourth down from shotgun, and then he, he ran that ball you know, to the right uh, late in the game as well, which showed me he wasn't going to 
take the ball out of his hands. He was going to give himself a run-pass option, something to make sure he got that fourth and one. Well, a couple of things. First of all, and I know, Ken, that you're only asking the question that's being asked nationally, so I know this isn't you, so I don't want any of your audience to think that I'm even Ken is doing what good hosts do, and he's taking the questions of the audience and asking them. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't even think that Patrick Mahomes deserves to even be in the conversation as a GOAT until he's been in the league longer. What do the GOATs have? Longevity. They've been able to – why is Andy Reid great? Because look at the success he's had with multiple quarterbacks – Look at what, you know, Bill Parcells has done, you know, with with multiple quarterbacks. Go look at Joe Gibbs, who I believe is is probably, if not the greatest, the second greatest coach of all time. Three Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks, none of them Hall of Famers. I mean, longevity proves that. You know, I, you any guy can marry a girl and love her for three years, but can you be that guy that's married for fifty? Can you be that person that that's where great marriages are built, not over some couple that's been married five years. It's going to people who did it for 50 and 60. So I think it's a question asked by most young people who don't know history. And so they, they so desperately want to prove again that their generation is greater. First of all, it's a different game. But second of all, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes, it's fair to put him in that conversation. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, he goes and gets a three-peat next year. I think you have to put him in the conversation without the longevity. I don't think he's going to get it. So let's have a break and come back and win two more, and I think then you absolutely can. But longevity to me is, is what determines to be the greatest and it's what they do at the highest moments against the biggest games. It's why I think LeBron James is a great player. I think he's great. I have many friends who play in the National Basketball Association, and I know what they think of him. But for anyone to compare him to Michael, you need to grow up. You need to go back and watch film, and you need to go compare resumes. How many finals did Michael lose? You know, how many did he get what what did he do do i think lebron's great heck yes i think he's great i think he's a he's a generational talent and belongs in the discussion of the top 10 players of all time but he's no michael jordan i mean urban magic johnson told i mean told me once about the greatness of michael i mean this is urban i'm sitting there having a conversation in the bowels of the breslin center about how michael was just different Larry Bird told me personally, man, that that cat was just different. He just knew he was different. So do I think LeBron's great? Yes. Do I think that he's Michael Jordan? Not even close. But, but, But to say that doesn't diminish LeBron. It's not an insult. And so when people want to talk about Mahomes, is, is he the greatest? This isn't the time you have that conversation. Let's wait and see what he does. Let's wait and see. Do I think he's on that track? Absolutely. He's the best quarterback of his generation. He has already got a great resume early in his career, but hopefully he's got a lot of career left. And I would love when the day he graduates and I'm on sports X radio with my guy, Ken, 
and you say, Hondo, what do you think? I would love to be able to say, yeah, he's greater than Tom Brady, because even though with all the respect I have for Tom Brady, he's still a Wolverine and I'm a Spartan. There you go. Great stuff. All right, Hondo, I don't want to uh, take away from the spotlight, of course, with KC in San Francisco right here in Vegas, but the Raiders, they had uh, somebody on their coaching staff that left for college football today. Deshaun Foster takes over at UCLA. Can't blame him getting a shot at the head coaching job with Chip Kelly migrating over to Ohio State with his guy, Ryan Day. And, of course, they've done things uh, since their New Hampshire days together. So uh, Chip Kelly bailing out and uh, Deshaun Foster, the new head honcho now for UCLA. I know there was, uh, and, I, and I got about four or five minutes, uh, as far as some stuff, as far as the silver and black that you might want to get in on, and if you can reflect on Deshaun Foster. You know, first of all, Martin Jarman, who's the athletic director at UCLA, is not a good friend of mine. He's a great friend. We're very close. Um, I just admire him and love him and his wife and, and all of his family. He's just, to me, he's one of the best athletic directors in all of college football. Um, I am not a Chip Kelly fan. I have never been a Chip Kelly fan. Um, and in case anyone thinks that that comes from Martin, that doesn't come from Martin at all. That was my personal opinion. Um, when Martin took the job and Chip Kelly was already there. <clears throat> so I, I, I think it's great for UCLA to be, you know, to move on. I think the timing and the way they have it was just a travesty. It's part of the reason why I'm not a big Chip Kelly fan. I mean, I, this kind of stuff doesn't surprise me, the timing of it. Um, but when you look at the Raiders, I one, they've done several things right. In fact, my podcast today was five things that should in, encourage Raider Nation. Number one, they're back to being physical. And you may beat the Raiders, but you're going to feel it for three weeks. And I love that kind of football. I, I was – scared Ken in a in a in about what was happening to football for many years we were trying to make it so safe it was like literally guys in bubble wrap this is a violent game this in 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 I once heard Ernie Sims you may remember him for a time I mean coming out of high school he was the number one recruit in America went to Florida State as a linebacker was drafted in the first round by the Detroit Lions and good buddy and I remember one time walking in the locker room after a game, and, and I'm, I had a great relationship with him, as I do with many players. And I was going in to interview him, and he said to me, and he, he goes, Hondo, and I go, yeah, and he goes, come down here. And I put my head down by his ear, and he goes, can you please help me put my pants on? Because I, I, I can't do it. So he stood up, and I helped him put his pants on, and, and he sat down and did all of his interviews. Fans do not realize the brutal – beating of the bodies that's taken. And I understand that we want to make the game as safe as we can, but there was an a few, just a few years ago where people were trying to change the game. You can't change this game because if you do, it's not going to be the same. Now in the NBA, if a guy even looks at somebody, it's a foul. But I remember during the bad boys days and you grew up a Knicks fan, it was a fist fight down in there. It's not the same game anymore. LeBron looks at somebody and he's going to the line. Michael, I've watched him literally get picked up and thrown to the ground like a WWE match, and there was no follow call. It's a different game. Doesn't make I'm not calling one better than the other. It's just reality. And there were people that had an agenda to destroy football, but it's back. So number one, that's an encouragement. Number two, it's going to be a better roster. 
better players. Number three, it's going to be better coaching. And that's, that is a, a humongous deal when you start talking about reasons with this Raider team. They are going through, and Tom Telesco has impressed everyone, watching voluminous amounts of talent. Now, a lot of people asking me, because there's a lot of reports out there, oh, the Raiders are moving up. I can tell you, if they find a generational quarterback that they believe in, Mark Davis will let them move up. But I can also tell you, and I want this to be clear, no decision has been made yet. I can tell you that emphatically. They have the green light of their owner, and this is one of the things I love about Mark. If you think there's a generational talent, go get them. But they also aren't going to make a move just to make a move. So no decision's been made. They are looking at every part of a rock, turn it over. They're looking at everybody, everybody on the roster, everybody that's going to be available as free agent, everybody in the draft, and they're going to come to a plan. And there's a lot of things being written, but no decision has been made yet on what they're going to do. And I think if you're a Raider fan, that should be incredibly encouraging to you. Yeah, it is encouraging, and having Hondo Carpenter as a weekly guest on SportsX Radio is very encouraging to my audience. Hondo, always appreciate you taking time out, and uh, just an eloquent job, as always. We look to check in with you and stay on top of stuff, and I know you know all the different sports, but it is great to get the skinny on the Raiders and stay uh, right there, whether it's off-season, because there is no real off-season for football, for NFL football, because there's always something going on. And, of course, the draft coming up, and I know you're going to keep our audience uh, you know, right there on the edge of their seats as we look what Raider Nation is going to be doing here in Las Vegas moving forward with Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco as our GM and the uh, coaching staff that looks pretty good with Luke Getze, offensive coordinator, Patrick Graham coming back, defensive coordinator. We have uh, Tom McMahon over there, special team. So, And you'll be able to uh, kind of give the insight on a lot of these guys as well because our audience, we, they may know the names, but they don't know them like you do. And that's the great thing is that you bring everything and uh, boom, right there, you bring it to life here on SportsX Radio. Hondo Carpenter, you are the best, my man. Look forward to talking to you again next week. I'll always work it around your schedule whenever's convenient for you. But I just want to thank you again for taking time. I'm not going there, but uh, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people going there to party. Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Oh, boy, it'll be a scene there. Kansas City Parade. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, and thanks to Hondo Carpenter. Kansas City, by the way, that song, Wilbert Harrison. Mark Hoke's been in the hits. He's always on cue, uh, no question about it. Real quick, uh, and I don't want to just duck this in there, but again, Preventative Diagnostics Center, Dr. John Pearson Company, they continue to excel Year number five here in the uh, Vegas Valley and doing a great job prolonging lives. Only scanner of its kind in the region gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease, lung disease. Got software that detects myocarditis, pericarditis, preventative diagnostic center. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you. Set up a free educational consultation. You let them know KT Sports X Radio sent you. 702 area code. You got down 534-7900, 534-7900. 534-7900. Comfortable scan takes just a few minutes, a few days later. 
You get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Demographically, you've got to be between the ages of 40 and 72 to use the scanner. And again, that uh, comfortable scan only going to take a few minutes. They have the heart CT scan and calcium score special, 125 for a $600 value. Your significant other is absolutely free. The two of you, $1,200 value, can get your hearts checked out, make sure the arteries aren't clogging up, a total of $125. While you're there, you can find out how you can get all your internal organs checked out. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900. Go to the website, pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. You can uh, get some FYI questions answered there, and also take a look at the scanner. It's up there on video as well. SportsX Radio here as we wrap up a Monday. Producer Mark Hoke, I know a busy week in wrestling as well, right here in our backyard. One of my favorite venues, Dollar Loan Center. I mean, it is top of the line. I love that place. How was it Saturday? Was it a ruckus environment, to say the least? Yes, it was ruckus. Ruckus. I love that word. (laughs) Can you describe the ruckus, sir? Yes, I can describe the ruckus. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty crazy night over there. A lot going on, to say the least. We have a few new feuds getting set up as we're getting ready to head into AEW Revolution on March 3rd. Of course, that is going to be the retirement night for Sting as he's finally going to be hanging him up at age 64, mm. 64, Ken. But wow. uh, we got it looks like we got the one of the teams just another time winning the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Tag Team of the Year Award, FTR. It's going to be getting it on with Claudio Castagnoli, who I got to interview a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, of course, his going to be he and his bu- uh, buddy in the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley. Looks like they're going to be hooking it up at Revolution. That should be a nice war. And, of course, setting up for a Tony Storm, Deanna Perrazzo match. Deanna Perrazzo, one of the top women's wrestlers in the world, just came to AEW. So they're going to be wrestling for the world championship. She was here in studio, too, right? Um, I, or no, you I talked to her. her. Yeah, you yeah, interviewed But her. I did interview, interview her as well. And uh, Mark Briscoe, of course, the brother of Jay Briscoe, who passed away last year in that tragic car crash, he got busted open by Brody, Brody King. And, uh, yeah... We may have a little feud going on there as well. So, and Orange Cassidy did defend his AEW international title successfully, but took a little beating at the hands of the Undisputed Kingdom. So, a lot of a lot of fun things going on over there, KT. It was a fun, pretty wild night. Yeah, you're a happy camper. Plus, uh, real quick, because we only got a couple minutes, but uh, your boys, Penn State, oh, on the mat. The old kingpin was Iowa, then Iowa State, but over the last decade, it is all about the Penn State Nittany Lions as far as grappling. Yeah, 10 of the last 12 national titles, and they went into Iowa. Who This is the 1-2 matchup, mm. and Ken might as well have been a one twenty matchup. The Penn State smacked them 29-6 to in that dual meet. Is there anybody that's hung with them at all, like within no. inside double digits? Uh, I don't think, I don't think anybody's, because I don't, I don't think there's been a match, a duel where anybody's got more than two matches from them. Mm. Penn State's actually been rotating some guys out and letting them rest. National champions, how many are on that team? Uh, I know, potentially. Well, let me. And uh, you have uh, some that are going to try and repeat for sure, right? Real fast. Guy was number two as a freshman, did get beat in that, in this duel. Bo Bartlett's number one. Levi Haynes is number one. Carter Sertacci already won the national title. He's number one. Aaron Brooks, national champ. He's number one. Greg Verkle lost in the final last year. He's number one. That's, that's five right there and two defending that, champions. That's Yeah, that's five right there. All right. That's, I mean, it, B 
beating these guys in duel is impossible. You know, you just you got to hope they take some upsets in the in the national tournament, but you got to lay two thousand to win a hundred bucks on Penn State probably to win this. <laughs> you, you might I mean, need more least, than that. Yeah, right. Yeah, Crazy. I mean this this may end up being the best Penn State team of all time. Wow, good stuff, good insight from Mark Hogan. I used to love going to the wrestling matches in high school back in Jersey, and you know I played hoops, but I had my buddies were all you know wrestlers, a bunch of them, and so we'd go support each other. And I liked when they did. Uh, you know, not just the the districts and the states and stuff like that, but I, I enjoyed when they'd go to, uh, you know, the tournaments and, like, we'd go to North Jersey, to Bloomfield, and there'd be, like, you know, 20, 24 or 32 teams, and, and you'd start watching, and you're like, wow, it was cool, and it was always kind of cool for me, like, to meet girls from other schools, you know, it was always cool, you're like, oh, cool, you wore your jacket, and you, uh-huh. were, you were thinking you were cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's going to be nobody, because the, the lowest-ranked guy was ranked 12th, he beat the number 10th ranked. Uh, no, actually, it was 10th, but he did lose. So there's probably going to be only one guy on this team that's going to be ranked out of the top 10. Great stuff from Mark Hoke. Don't forget that Mark Hoke show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. And I'm sure he'll touch on wrestling wrestling as well. Uh, Kansas going to get beat tonight, 449 left in Lubbock, 67-46. They're down 19 Ooh, to Texas Tech, now 21, 67-46. That is a beatdown. Good job there by the Texters. They were ready in Lubbock. They're partying big time there. Uh, two to two, Minnesota and Vegas. Two o two left first period. You got the over five and a half. Oh no, KT is going to buy your ticket again. I remember that didn't work out last time because one of those goals got pulled off and the game ended up at five. Uh, but that is two two right now. Chris Wynn is there enjoying that tomorrow night. A fat Tuesday. Looking forward to that. And then uh, Wednesday back at Steiner's, but PSR Law Studios tomorrow. Got some good games. Marquette's at Butler. I'm going to call the upset. I'm going to say Butler beats Marquette tomorrow. They're four and a half point dogs. I'm going to take Butler. St. John's is at Providence. Should be a fun one. I love the Big East. Uh, some good matchups there. And San Diego State is home against Colorado State, laying five and a half. I think the Aztecs get the cover. That'll do it. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. It's Ken Thompson, Sports X Radio. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.